Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hi everyone, welcome. Here we are, another episode of Heads Up on Money. Today's episode, what on earth is the stock market? This is going to be a really fun one. It's one that I hear from a lot of clients and a real barrier to investing in your future. One of the most daunting things when it comes to the world of investing and the world of personal finance is what on earth do you mean when you're talking about the stock market? Navigating and understanding the stock market is a barrier for many people and I've heard it all before from clients. Benjamin, I don't really understand what it is. Isn't it just a form of gambling? It's far too risky for me. And probably the ideas that come to mind for you when I say the words the stock market are Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street and traders in London dealing in stocks and shares in pinstripe suits and market crashes and people's retirement pots crashing overnight and stress and these are things that are just disillusions and the stock market is in fact a fantastic engine for your financial futures. It's such a common misconception that the stock market is for the uber wealthy or for financial professionals and not for Joe blogs and not for Jane blogs but that couldn't be further from the truth. The stock market is for everyone. It's for me, it's for you and if you are going to have any chance of outperforming the terminator of wealth that we call inflation, you need to be investing in the stock market. It's as simple as that. And I've covered in recent episodes that there are only two asset classes that can outperform the terminator of wealth that is inflation over the medium to longer term. The first is property and the second are equities. Equities meaning companies, the fantastic companies of the world that are driving for change and by riding on their coattails via the stock market, you can increase your financial future. In fact, you're already dabbling in the stock market. You probably don't even realise it in many cases. Case in point, if you have a workplace pension, that pension fund will more than likely be invested in equities by extension. So therefore, you are now dealing in the stock market. You are a trader in the stock market. And the stock market is not an intangible concept. It is all around us. It's the companies that we love. It's the clothes that we wear. It's the gadgets that we use. It's the food that we buy. It's the drinks that we drink. It's the perfume you're wearing. It's the aftershave you're wearing. It's the supermarket you nip to on your lunch break to get a meal deal. I'm sure you get the point by now. The stock market is all around us. You are the stock market and I am the stock market. And a little challenge for you is just wherever you are right now, take a look around. What do you see? What do you taste? What do you smell? The likelihood is these will all be, by extension, produced or sold by companies that are on the stock market. And it's nigh on impossible to not come into contact with the stock market. It's all around us. And that's what today's episode is going to be all about. We're going to talk about what exactly is the stock market. I will hope to encourage you to be thinking of this not as a fancy financial vehicle for the uber wealthy or the sophisticated financial professionals out there. 
Instead, it is a vehicle for you and you need to be friends with it. And as mentioned at the start there, taking a step back, the reason we are investing, the reason we are trying to grow our money over the longer term, when it all comes down to it, is because of the terminator of wealth that is inflation. If it wasn't for inflation, eating away at the purchasing power of our funds over time, we wouldn't need to be investing. But the reality is that prices over time will be increasing, so you need to do something a bit meatier with your money if you are going to maintain the lifestyle you enjoy today, tomorrow. And one of the means in which you do that is by investing in equities, in private companies that become publicly listed, and over time your money will grow with the fortunes of that company. Okay, so let's just strip this back, and before we start looking at stock markets and what they are, let's look at it from the perspective of a business. So all businesses will start out small, they'll grow over time, they'll develop a product that's innovative, they'll develop a fantastic service, and in time their fortunes will increase, and there'll come a a breaking point where the company can no longer increase its footprint through private holdings. And what I mean by this is that whoever are the directors of the company comes a point when they need to grow the company externally by reaching out to the general public to the me and you out there and get investors on board and they don't do that by standing on the street shouting at people would you like to invest in our company come in have a coffee nope they do this through a regulated medium called the stock market and stock markets are present all around the world In the UK, we have got the London Stock Exchange. There's the New York Stock Exchange across the Atlantic. We've got the Tokyo Stock Exchange in Japan. The list goes on and on, and they've all got common features in that they bring together buyers and sellers, just like any other market. The sellers being the companies who wish to enlist their shares on the market and grow, and the buyers in this transaction are me and you. The sensible money nerds who recognise that if they are going to maintain their value of their wealth over time, they need to be investing to beat inflation. And the stock market is how we do that. And a bit of further context, companies, just like you and I, when they're looking to grow or they're looking to expand their operations, they look at financing to do that. And typically a company will be presented with two options. They can look at debt financing or they can look at equity financing. And debt financing is similar to you and I approaching a bank and reaching out to get a mortgage. So companies can go for a similar approach like that. They can look at debt financing to fund their operations. But more often, they'll look at equity financing because with equity financing, there are less stringent repayment terms. So the company can use the funds they raise from the equity markets and they can only pay back investors when they feel it's sensible to do so. So what I'm kind of getting at here is you've probably heard the term dividends before. If you invest in a company, you might receive dividends when the company's fortunes are doing very well and in times when things are tighter and the company is not performing so well, they might hold back some of those dividends and not give that to the end investor. Well, that's exactly what equity investing is all about, is... There's less pressure on the company to repay you as the investor. And that means when the company does well in the future, they can then return a bit of that to you. But in times when they need to tighten their braces and focus down when markets are not doing so well, they don't have to pay you. Whereas debt financing is much more stringent and you have to repay that loan in certain times or there will be 
costs to the company in doing so. So that's why companies come into the stock market and why private companies will often go public is maybe the phrase you've heard. You might have read that in the news. A company has just publicly listed their shares or it's called an initial public offering IPO. If you've seen the the film The Social Network, then that's kind of what they're talking about there when they decide to make Facebook go public. So a company has decided that equity financing is the route they want to go down. They will then choose which country and which stock exchange they want to list in. And that will typically be, it can be their domestic country, their country of operations, or it can be in a in a different country. So there's there's nothing tying a company to the actual stock exchange that they're actually based in operationally. That is not a tie. So now you should understand why the company has listed on a stock exchange in the first place. And then you, as the other member of the transaction, you come along and invest in them. You put some of your hard-earned money into these companies and they will use that money with the aim of growing their fortunes as a company and reward you also as an investor backing them. And this then creates the fundamental economic concept of demand and supply. As the company's fortunes increase and they do really well, those shares become more lucrative, more valuable for other investors to come in, and that pushes the share price up and you will benefit as the investor. You are riding along on the coattails of very smart business people. Investing in the stock market in equities is not gambling. It instead is sound investment management, relying on the fundamental principle that's held true historically and that stocks, shares, whatever you want to call them, equities over the medium to longer term increase in value and generate returns in excess of inflation. And there are some years where your equity portfolio will be doing very well in times of economic fortune. But equally, you need to be prepared that there will be some years when you're not doing so well. And that's why many people are put off from investing in equities, because there are some years, most recently the year of the COVID pandemic, there were significant drops in equity markets and investors were seeing overnight losses of in excesses of 20% of their portfolio value. And that gives fear to many. But if you are a disciplined money nerd and you recognise that there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times, but over the long time period, things have a historic trend to go up. And there's, looking back at historic data, we're looking at 9 10% a year returns in, in the stock markets over long periods of time. And yes, there's inflation to be adjusted on top of that, but you are certainly not going to get anywhere near this in a bank account and it's not fancy investment management or investment science here all that we're looking at is that stock market equity investing is based on the principle that tomorrow will be better than today tomorrow will be more innovative more advanced more efficient and all that you're doing as a private investor in these companies via the stock market is you are riding along with them when they are profiting so are you and Looking back historically, inflation is the increase of prices over time and going forward inflation will continue. A pound tomorrow will be worth a lot less than a pound today and looking at this trend, inflation will increase and companies will therefore increase their prices in response to these increasing inflationary pressures and this combined with their competitive advantages in their industries, their knowledge, their power will lead to increased earnings for the company 
increase performance for the company and they will then distribute these good fortunes to you as the end investor typically in the form of dividends and in the background the share price will generally increase over time because all that a share price is is a prediction of the future value of a company so a share price today looks at what are the expectations for that company going into the future and all of those cash flows in the future are discounted back to today's point in time and that is reflected in the share price of a company and as the company's fortunes increase over time so too will the share price and you as a private investor all you are doing is taking a very backward approach here sitting in the background and riding along on the coattails of these companies and you just need to accept that there will be good times and there will be bad times the fortunes of the companies you're investing in will do well in some situations and poorly in another situation and these can be internal factors such as changes of management there can be internal scandals that might affect the company which will lead to a short-term decrease in the share price there can also be new appointments new ceos which are positively received by the markets there's a lot of noise out there that's reflected in the financial markets and this is why the financial press loves to lament these points because they overanalyze things and make predictions that none of us really know about and we don't know which way markets are going to perform that is a given anyone that tells you they do is lying to you but by suitably diversifying across enough of these companies means that you don't have to sweat the small stuff and instead all you're doing is coattail investing the stock market is not an intangible out of reach concept think of it instead just as a vehicle that allows you to tap into the smartest companies in the world and you don't need to be a financial expert to access it so looking in a bit more detail as to what is a stock market so a stock market just like any other markets just bring together buyers and sellers creates a system of supply and demand and prices will go up and prices will go down and there are various stock markets spread throughout the world and within each stock market they will have varying divisions within them or indices you may have heard them as now think of these as league tables kept by the stock exchange so what i'm talking about here is in the uk we have the london stock exchange the lse and within the london stock exchange there are various subdivisions sub indices which are basically tables of various companies and the most well-known one you're probably expecting me to say is the FTSE 100 the financial times stock exchange 100 so all this is is just a league table of the 100 biggest companies on the london stock exchange and the companies are ranked by something called their market capitalization sounds a complicated concept it's not it's basically just a combination of the number of shares that a company has outstanding multiplied by the share price so the bigger a companies typically rank higher up that table than the companies at the bottom so think of this just as a league one to 100 the 100 biggest companies in the uk that are listed on the uk stock exchange the london stock exchange and some of the companies that are listed in the FTSE 100 things like Royal Dutch Shell, GlaxoSmithKline, Barclays Bank. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying that you are the stock market. These companies are all around us even if you don't think you're an investor in them. By extension you probably are. And there are other indices within the UK stock exchange. There are things like the FTSE 250, the FTSE 350, the FTSE small cap, the FTSE all share. 
don't worry about what these things mean in detail. All you need to know is they're just various ways of categorizing these companies and grouping them together into league tables so you can identify them by their size. And there's some smaller indices out there called the AIM indices, which is the alternative investment market. So these are companies that are not quite big enough yet to be into those big league tables that we're talking about. They're not the household names that we all know, the Barclays banks of this world. They're instead some of the more fledgling companies that are just moved into the stage of of listing their shares in the public domain, but aren't big players quite yet. Various stock exchanges exist throughout the world. And within those stock exchanges, there will be a series of tables that the stock exchange will keep and it allows you basically to screen companies by their sizes, the most famous of which in the UK is the FTSE 100 index. And that is why I get really annoyed when in the media they talk about the FTSE 100 is down, the FTSE 100 is up, because people tend to think, oh, that's got a direct bearing on my portfolio, my pension fund. It can do, but there's a high likelihood that you're not just invested in the FTSE 100 index, and you will be invested probably you should be in a list of companies far beyond the top 100 UK companies. So if you've got a grasp now of what is a stock market and how it can benefit you, naturally your next question is, okay, so which company should I invest in? Where should I put my money? Which companies are going to do well tomorrow? And I would love to be telling you right now where you should invest your money. I'd love to know where I should invest my money. And the answer is none of us know. And for a financial planner to be telling you, I have absolutely no idea where you should invest your money is pretty big because I'm guessing you would assume that I know exactly which companies are doing well at the moment and which companies are forecasted to do well into the future. But I don't. And the reality is that if anyone does tell you this, then they are full of hot air. There's a massive industry around this. Fund management industries, actively managed funds. They are little other than glossy marketing. And the reality is that time in the markets always outweighs timing the markets. It's a famous phrase that timing the markets is just nigh on impossible. You don't know when to go into the markets. You don't know when to come out of the markets. You don't know how well a company is going to do, even if they look pretty much indestructible at the moment. You never know what's around the corner. And I really try to labour the point in the podcast that equity investing is for everyone. It's taking on sensible risks and it's not high-risk gambling. But if you're going to pick one or two companies and put all of your eggs in one basket and hope that they increase in value over time, that is risky. That is suicide. And that is not the strategy that I encourage for my clients. So when it comes to where should I invest, which company should I invest in, you should really be looking at spreading your risk and diversifying across many, many companies via shared investment vehicles like funds. All that funds do is they pool your money together with other investors' money and they spread those funds across hundreds if not thousands of companies so that in times when markets are doing well or doing poorly, it neutralizes some of the risk and you don't notice the drops quite so badly. The classic example here is you invest in the ice cream company and you also invest in umbrellas. So you are covered whether it's raining or whether it is sunny outside and that is the fundamental concept of spreading your risk, diversifying across a globally diversified portfolio of companies 
that spreads out your risk, allows you to increase the value over the long term. You still get to beat the terminator of wealth that is inflation, but you're taking on sensible risks in doing so. You're not putting all of your eggs in one basket. Unless you have some secret insider knowledge about the way a certain company is going to perform, which by the way is illegal, or you have a crystal ball, then I'm going to wager that you also have no idea which way markets are going to perform. So don't sweat the small stuff, take the risk away from trying to pick which companies to go into and what time you should do it. Instead, just take a step back, focus on the fundamentals, the economic fundamentals, the equity investing over the long term will increase the value of your money and just spread your risk, do it sensibly. People have and people will always get burned by the stock market. It's a fierce beast and many tend to exaggerate their ability to navigate it. You are not smart enough to beat the stock market. I'm sorry to tell you that, but you're not. I also am not smart enough to beat the stock market. So instead, what can we do? We can rely on the fundamental economic principles of tomorrow being better than today and invest in the stock market, invest in some of the greatest companies in the world and ride along on their good fortunes, coattail investing as we call it, and we outperform the terminator of wealth that is inflation. The stock market is little more than the means by which you can do this. And there we have it everyone, that is it, your guide to what is the stock market. Now I hope you understand what stock markets are, they're not out of reach, they are for you, they are for me, they are the means by which we can increase the future value of our money. We all need the stock market and we all are the stock market, it is nothing more complicated than that. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review or a rating on your platform of choice. It's been great fun as always and I'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) 